Hello, and welcome back to We Are the Weirdos, Mister, the podcast for all things cult, camp, queer, and creepy. I am your host, Hilary Michelle Post, and I'm joined once again by Heather. Hello. And Julie. Hi. Um, last episode, we got together to talk about the Twilight Saga, and keeping with our Halloween season fang fest, today we're going to be talking about Interview with the Vampire. Now, you ladies had seen this before this week, right? This wasn't anyone's first viewing? Yeah, yeah. I'd seen it. Have either of you read the book? No. Mm, I don't think so. I've read most of the Vampire Chronicles except for this one. Because my rationale was always, well, Anne Rice wrote the screenplay, so it's probably close enough to the book, and I don't need to read it. <laughs> Plus, I hate Louis's character and don't think I could make it through an entire book of his whining. That's fair. Yeah. What are your overall thoughts on this film? It's not gay enough. Nothing is ever gay enough. It never is. What about you, Heather? I, I mean, you and I kind of talked about it this week. Like, the first half I really like, and then it's just like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Whiny, whiny, whiny. Yeah, I have a love-hate relationship with it. Like, I love vampires, and I love the aesthetic. And Lestat himself is one of my all-time favorite fictional characters ever written. But I can't stand Louis. And truth be told, I don't feel like a whole lot happens in this movie. <laughs> It's kind of a slog to get through. Yeah. It's um, one saving grace is that Brad Pitt is so hot as a vampire. He's super hot. So hot. Like, I don't even like Tom Cruise, but I like Tom Cruise in this role, which is saying a lot because it's like my favorite character and I think he does a good job. Yeah, I agree. I also don't like Tom Cruise, but I was like, you know what? He's okay right now. Yeah. I can do Okay, this. but Hillary, why have we done so many Tom Cruise heavy pods? Because he's hot in this, but is he as hot as he is in Legend? Oh, no. no. Well, Nothing will ever maybe. top Twink. Nothing will ever top Twink Tom Cruise. No. That's peak. You're right. Plus, I feel like he's just gotten creepier with age, so the younger, the better. <laughs> Don't take that out of, out of context. <laughs> <laughs> um so let's just get into the movie i guess um of course feel free to interrupt me as i go through this because i'm sure we all have thoughts okay i'm gonna interrupt um, you right now because okay. in the credits at the beginning mm -hmm. i was like oh my god tanny newton's in this movie yeah yeah i was really excited you know, it's funny. Um, the woman who's killed just before her mm -hmm. that you, like, don't even really get to see at all. That's Helen McRory. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Shut up. Yep. I swear to God. Yep, I looked her up, too. Who's I was like, that? I know that face. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Well, 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 let's see. That was her first movie ever. Oh, Helen. <laughs> so, but we'll get there. So, the film begins in modern, well, modern for the time, contemporary San Francisco. Um, we see the vampire Louis, played by Brad Pitt, 
in a room with a writer named Daniel, played by Christian Slater. Okay, I'm going to set there. Okay, holy shit, Christian Slater is hot as hell. I've never looked at that man and been like, you look good, but he looked good. Oh, yeah, I always have a thing for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've I've loved him since Heathers. He's... mm, mm Mm-hmm. I know it's my namesake, but I have yet to see Heather's, by the way. <gasps> I know. I've also never seen Heather's. <gasps> oh, no, you guys. It's really good. <laughs> I'll watch it. You have to. We, we might have to do it for the show. It's really good. Sure. I'm going to make a mental note of that. Heather's. Okay. Um, River Phoenix actually was originally cast in the role of Daniel, uh, but Slater took the role after River passed away. And Slater also donated his salary from this film to two of River's favorite charities. That was that was really nice. Yeah. Um, in the book, I believe they don't name him. I think he's just like referred to as the boy or something. But then he's named in later in later books. That because I read that that trivia that he, they don't use his name in the book. I was like, but but Daniel's in other books. So who the fuck is? Da-? It's all very confusing. Um. But I'll get more into Daniel's future when we get to the end. Um, Louis is going to tell Daniel the story of his life as a vampire, beginning with how he was turned. Louis lived in 1791 in New Orleans. He, well, uh, near New Orleans. He owned a plantation. His wife and child died. And he too wanted to die. He lived dangerously and carelessly in an invited death. In the book, the reason why Louis becomes depressed in the beginning um, is because he feels guilty about the death of his brother, not because he had a wife and child. Um, He never had a wife in the book, which, you know, gay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We see one night of him out and about gambling, getting his dick sucked by a prostitute, and all the while he's being watched by the vampireless dad, played by Tom Cruise, as we mentioned before. Um, funnily enough, Anne Rice was initially, like, really pissed at Tom Cruise being cast. She called it bizarre, and she, like, washed her hands of the whole production. Because she was really involved at first, but after that, she's like, no, fuck you. I don't think he's Milo's dad. He, I don't agree with it. Um, and she didn't even see the movie until a producer sent her a VHS copy. And she watched it and was super impressed by Cruise and loved the movie. And she wrote Cruise a letter of apology and she put out two two-page editorials in Vanity Fair and New York Times calling it a masterpiece. Wow. So, yeah, so she totally, you know, ate crow, which I can appreciate. At least she admitted that she was wrong. At least she like gave him credit for it. Yeah. Um Lestat attacks Louis and leaves him close to death, but visits him the next night and offers to change him. And he gives him a day to think about it. And to allow Louis to see one final sunrise. And then the next night he drinks from Louis again. And gives him one last chance to choose death or eternal life. And Louis chooses to become a vampire. So Lestat feeds Louis his blood. And Louis writhes in pain as his body dies. And we see him transform into a vampire. His skin pales. His veins become more pronounced. And he grows fangs. And his eyes lighten to a golden color. Very Cullen. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact, before the actors got into makeup, they would hang upside down so the blood would rush to their heads, 
making it easier for the makeup artists to trace veins and make them look more pronounced. I really like how Lestat goes about changing Louis. Like, it's a really, it's like a slow seduction. He doesn't just do it. He keeps yeah. asking, like, he keeps asking Louis for consent, basically. Because when Lestat was changed into a vampire, he didn't get a say in the matter. And it also makes Louis, in my opinion, even more fucking insufferable, ultimately, because all he does is bitch and moan about being a vampire when he chose it. He was given an option, and he said yes. And then all he does is whine about it. (laughs) I also love the really cheesy line after Louis transforms and Lestat is like, now look with your vampire eyes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Legolas, what do your elf eyes see? (laughs) I always think of that commercial. I was like, look with your special eyes. (laughs) My friend! Lestat... Tries to get Louis used to killing, but Louis is super reluctant. Lestat even tries to get him to kill a woman who had her husband murdered. Like, maybe that would help assuage his guilt. But Louis continues yeah. to be a little bitch about it. Instead, he, yeah, he jumps people. to regret real quick. Real quick. He's like a, he's a, real, he's a real whiner about it. Um... I'm going to use that word a lot, but it's like it's another way to put it. He's a fucking whiner. Um, and I even think that was nice of Lissat to be like, read her mind. Look at her. She's a piece of shit. This will make you feel better. Eat her. No. Still doesn't work. He eats uh, her dogs instead. Right. So, I mean, we still have a trend here of like vegetarian ass vampires. Yeah. I forgot to comment on the ridiculous flying scene in the air. Like, that was so ridiculous. <laughs> oh my god. When they, like, fight and he's, like, throwing them through this air and he's, like, clearly on a rig and it's so fake looking. <laughs> when he's, like, pounding them up against the trees and shit. Oh, 90s. <laughs> um, so, Louis lives off the blood of animals. While Lestat feeds off of Louis' slaves, slowly. Um, like, one could argue that when Louis agreed to become a vampire, he didn't fully understand what it would entail and everything. But it's not like he didn't have so many options. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, he could eat the the sick he could eat the suicidal he could eat murderers he could you know do like an edward collin where he just went around and ate bad guys for a while like mm-hmm. i love how how many he times yeah how many times we could have we're going inevitably to compare this to twilight with twilight being the better of the two because <laughs> i was watching this i was like man i worshipped Anne rice when i was younger i loved uh, these characters i love these books now as an adult i'm just like <sighs> Not enough sparkles. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> is Louis actually Edward Cullen? A little bit. Kind of. <laughs> Do you think... Okay, wait. Do you think Stephanie Meyer read like read this book or watched this movie? Or was that like too much for her Mormony lifestyle? It's not too similar because if it was, Anne Rice would have sued the fucking pants off her. <laughs> Anne Rice is a crazy bitch. Crazy, crazy bitch. She's, like, 
Heather, I don't know if you know anything about Anne Rice. I really don't. She like hates fan fiction and the whole concept of it and has tried to sue like everyone on the planet. Including like like, eight year olds. Yeah, like she zero tolerance for fan fiction. (laughs) (laughs) She has swung violently back and forth between being like Christian and not and She's just, oh, God, she's insane. She's crazy. Crazy, crazy. Um, Have you guys read anything by her son, Christopher Rice? Yes. I've read one, I've only read one of his books, but I liked it a lot. He's really good. It was really good. Yeah. That's because he wasn't afraid to jump the extra mile and go way gay. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's like, we're not going to pussyfoot around this gay. Let's let it be gay. Yeah. Um. Eventually, the slaves catch on to what is going on, and Louis burns the whole fucking plantation down. He's just... Literally, a line that he says is, forgive me if I have a lingering respect for life. And my note is, Louis, please shut up, you emo fuck. Which leads me to my favorite line of the entire movie, which is Louis saying, you thought you could have it all, and Lestat just goes, oh, shut up, Louis! (laughs) (laughs) well i guess please please do (laughs) uh so now they're fucking homeless so they rent rooms on the waterfront which do we just presume that they rob all the people that they kill is that how they get the room they have to i guess i was thinking about that too um because they even go out of their way to point out that lestat is a snob and he like likes to kill the upper crust I re-listened to um, Air on Air's episode on this, just like to hear their perspective. And mm-hmm. one of them was like, uh, "If they're killing, if they're killing like two to three rich people a night, don't you think the rich people are going to catch on? Like, oh, we're disappearing." <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. But I wonder how many rich people are just like getting <laughs> murdered for other stuff and like drinking themselves to death and doing drugs and just. Oh well, <laughs> it is the. 1700s people are dropping like flies anyway (laughs) (laughs) um Lestat and Louis are still argue all the time over eating people um but Lestat tortures and slowly kills this one young uh, woman this is the scene I was talking about but Helen McRory eats shit Mm. first she's the first one Mm -hmm. that dies um and then he's like trying to tempt Louis with this uh, woman but it doesn't work and they just argue while this poor girl's like bleeding out. And she's like, please, God, kill me. <laughs> well, no, she's like, I can't die this way. I need a priest. And he's like, my friend is a priest. He'll absolve you of your sins. He's like, you finish this. You finish this now. And he's like, if you want it done, do it yourself, you whiny bitch. Is this, wait, I might be getting ahead of myself. I can't remember. Is this the one where he puts the girl in the coffin? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. What does he say? He's like, oh, you should really enjoy this. A lot of people, most people don't get to experience yeah <laughs> like he puts her in the coffin and she comes back out and she's like am i dead yeah. <laughs> girl get it together <laughs> he like bites her boob too that's the whole scene she's like bleeding to death out of her boob worst wig ways to go i guess um louis runs off to be all emo and annoying he's eating rats in the rain He stumbles upon a poor neighborhood 
riddled with the plague, which they just call it the plague. I'm like, I'm sorry, what plague was just going on during late 1700s in New Orleans? What plague would it have been? It could have been anything. <laughs> yeah. Just everything was just referred to as the plague. <laughs> sure. Um, he finds a young girl, a 12-year-old Kristen Dunst, kneeling by her mother's corpse. She's way younger in the, the books, too, but Claudia's like five in the books, which makes it, the whole thing even more horrifying. Um, but they never say how old she's supposed to be, but Kristen Dunst was 12. And she's kneeling by her mom's corpse, and she hugs Louie weeping, and he drinks from her. Which, of all the people to drink from, yeah, let's do this. I guess he's trying to put her out of her misery. Lestat finds him and mocks him for finally succumbing to his thirst. He picks up the corpse and dances around the room with it, which is one of my other favorite moments. <laughs> it's gross, but it's funny. Um, and Louis runs off in shame. But Lestat finds Louis, follows the trail of dead corpse, dead rats, back to some other sad, rainy tunnel. And finds Louis. He brings him home to show him that he had, he had, in fact, not killed the little girl. And Lestat turns her into a vampire. So, Louis nearly drained her. Lestat gave her his own blood. So, it's almost like they made her together. I just mm. want to point out that the Volturi would not be happy about this. No. But this no. is where the story turns into kid fic. And I tell you what, I like it. <laughs> you would. <laughs> hey, you're right. I would. Usually I wouldn't, but I really love Claudia. Um, and I, I just love the idea of this book, you know, coming out in the late seventies, early eighties and it being Claudia and my two dads. It's so gay. It's great. And Claudia, as soon as she is transformed, she hungers for uh, more blood. She's a ferocious little killer, just like Lestat. Um, and Lestat often has to remind her not to kill anyone in the house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she kills her seamstress, her piano teacher, a doll maker. Bitch is cold-blooded, and I love her. <laughs> She's like, I want that thing. I'm going to take that thing. I'm just going to eat you. Um, I really appreciate the domestic dadness of Claudia sleeping in Louis' coffin when she's, like, just turned. I know, it's so um, cute. It's so yeah. cute. That was very cute. Her twirling her little fingers in his long hair. And just, oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. Well, 30 years pass of them together, and Claudia begins to resent the fact that she's stuck in this body of a child forever. Which, God love her, she has more patience than me. 30 years before she starts to get uptight about it? Goddamn. Yeah. Um, she watches a woman undress through a window and laments the fact that she will never look like her. And on the anniversary of Claudia's transformation, Lestat brings her a new doll. As he does every year on this day. Sentimental. Mm, very cute. And she even comments on it like he doesn't realize that he's doing it, but he totally must. You know. They argue and Claudia reveals she has been hiding the corpse of the woman that she had been spying on in her bed beneath her dolls. She throws a tantrum about being unable to change. And she cuts off all her hair and it immediately grows back. 
I just want to say that the nerdy literature teacher in me was like, that's very uh, William Faulkner or Rose Rimley. We're just keeping people in our beds and sleeping beside them. It's cool. Yep. Yeah. yep. Claudia blames Lestat for ever turning her into the first place. So she plots to kill him. And um, vampires are not supposed to drink from the dead. So she poisons two boys with laudanum, which kills them but keeps their blood warm and tricks Lestat to drink from them. Also, if anyone caught it, because I'm the person who always catches Hamlet references, um, I can't remember who said. I'm assuming she says it. Good night, sweet prince. Who said good night, sweet prince? Oh, I think she does. Anyways, that was my Shakespeare catch of the day. <laughs> she, while he's like choking on the dead blood, she slashes his throat, and he bleeds out super fast. <laughs> That whole scene is really pretty grisly, but I love it. Um, I agree, and but I really like the effects in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, that effect. Like, that, and then how he looks after the swamp. Mm-hmm. It, it's good. Yeah. And that, it should feel good. <laughs> him bleeding out, that, they actually built an animatronic. So, him with his throat slashed on the floor is, was an animatronic they made. Which is pretty cool. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, Claudia and Louis watch him bleed out and then they throw his body into the swamp. Nobody puts Lestat in the swamp. (laughs) Turns out Lestat wasn't really dead and he regains his strength by feeding off animals in the swamp until he is strong enough to make it home. And he attacks Louis and Claudia but they burn Lestat in their home to the ground. The fires. There's a crack. lot of burning, these people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Apparently, I, rich, it doesn't matter. I, <laughs> I just I realized I was, I had meant to write the fire spreads in my notes, but I wrote the spire friends. <laughs> <laughs> the spire friends <laughs> through the whole neighborhood. <laughs> and, uh, Louis and Claudia flee on a ship to Europe. There's like a bird down. That is mysteriously plagued by a sickness that never affects them. Yeah, imagine that. Weird. Um, I feel like there are a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of parallels also to Dracula here. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, I know it's like convention of the times, but like traveling on a ship and everyone getting sick, the 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 method of turning one into a vampire is kind of in line with the precedent from Dracula. Um, you know, yeah, that kind of stuff. I'm excited to watch it, talk about it with you guys too. Oh my God, I found my DVD. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, where was I? Oh. Oh, sad vampire Brad Pitt is really hot as fuck. I just wanted you to know. <laughs> Did I mention? Have I mentioned? Did I mention hot? that he was hot? He's very like, hot. I just—he's so hot. It's a shame he's such a whiny bitch because otherwise he'd be great. <laughs> Louis and Claudia want to better understand their vampirism. So they travel around Europe and the Mediterranean trying to find others like them. 
and they finally find some in Paris. There's a theater troupe of vampires, led by the vampire Armand, played by Antonio Banderas. Um, <laughs> Armand is completely different in the book. Like, oh, yeah. completely fucking different. He's, one, he's supposed to only be, like, 17 when he's transformed, so he's, like, very... They compare him a lot to, like, Botticelli's angels, and he's very cherub-like. Mm. Um, oh. He has red hair and is Russian. And in this, he's Antonio Banderas. <laughs> so, don't know why. I mean, my notes just say Armand and then Antonio. In, like, just like, Antonio! <laughs> I was excited about it. Um, I also just want to... I know you've been watching... Um, I know you've been watching What We Do in the Shadows, and I don't know mm-hmm. if you've got to the Nouveau Teatro de Vampires, but yeah. I was thinking about them when the it was literally Teatro de Vampires, and I was like, ha, 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 ha. Mm-hmm. and I thought it was really funny. Yeah, I I finished it. I watched all of it, okay, which is good. sad. I'm sad that I'm I'm sad that it's over. I wish I had more to watch. I know, me too. You sh- you should totally watch it, Heather. It's really good. It's so good. Okay, it's been on my list. I think it sounds really funny. It's hysterical. There's a there's a girl, um, a Nadia cosplayer on TikTok who looks exactly like her. Exactly like her. It's bizarre. Every time she comes up on my feed, I'm like, holy shit. She's really funny. Um, um okay, let's talk about this fucking vampire that he meets, by the way. What a creep. He's so weird. And I'm not talking about Armand. I'm talking yeah. about the other guy. Yeah. No, I hate him. I don't like him. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a fan. You go creepy. A little. <laughs> mm-hmm. <All right. laughs> um. Oh, there's Ryan. I was like, "What was my last thought?" Oh, biggest pet peeve. That's how I found my note because the whole Armand thing is just chaps my ass. Um. Claudia and Louis attend. One of the performances of the Theater de Vampire. And they're very clearly hard up for entertainment. Dottie, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> she fucking rubs her face against my computer screen and her little nose is like a little fingertip. And it messes with the touchpad and just makes my screen go crazy. Quit. Mm. Oh my god. Anyway, um, they're clearly very hard up for entertainment in the it's like the 1870s at this point. Because that show is super short and boring. Can yes. you imagine like hauling your cookies all the way into the theater and sitting your ass down and it, that show being all you get is a naked lady getting eaten and that, that's it? That's the show? I mean, as someone who frequently cancels plans and goes home early, it's great. You might <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you had to, if you had to sit there in a corset, you'd be ready to bounce. I'm joking. I don't, I don't know if people wore corsets then, but anyways, <laughs> the point is, is that yeah, you're right. You have a point. Mm-hmm. Also, it's bad. Yeah, it's boring and bad. It should feel bad. I like too how at this point, once Lestat's not around, Claudia dresses more mature. Mm-hmm. If you noticed. Like, they yeah. dressed her up like a little doll and, like, a little girl all the time. But now she's, like, wearing, like, actual gowns and her hair up and stuff. Which I think is a nice touch. She looks rad. 
Mm-hmm. Well, especially that dress she wears to the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, Armand shows them around backstage, and Armand wants Louis like super bad. It's homoerotic. Louis is just interested in Armand because, like, oh look, another vampire! Like, here's someone I can learn from who's not fucking a douche like Lestat. And Armand just wants him. I don't know, they really say why. Well, I know why. He's Brad Pitt. Um, <laughs> that's all you really need, I guess. That's fair. Um, on their way out, the vampire Santiago reads Louis's mind. And suspects that they killed Lestat. And that's like the only real crime in the world of vampires in this universe, is killing one of our own. Um, It's like, Louis, if they're going to punish you for thought crimes, why would you go back? Like, why would you simply not leave? Like, Well, Armand even warns him. He straight up tells him, he said, you need to send Claudia away because it's going to be an issue. mm Mm-hmm. and Claudia can sense that Louis wants to be with Armand. Because he, cause Armand isn't going to say, Louis, you should go because he wants his nuts. So he's like, send Claudia away and then I can protect you because I just want you. Um, and Claudia can sense that Ar- Louis wants to be with Armand. So she begs Louis to transform a woman named Madeline to be Claudia's new companion. Um, I don't even know if they ever say Madeline's name in the movie. They do. Madeline, yeah. yeah okay. Um, and so he re- reluctantly does it. Oh, they have a fight about it. Oh yeah, it's a whole thing. Which, like, don't be fucking selfish. You know that you're gonna peace out eventually, and that she deserves. She wants a mom. God damn it! <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, which is funny because she won't be. It's not like Madeline would be a um mother like figure. She would be like her pet you know she would be mm-hmm. yeah. um, then the Parisian vampires kidnap Claudia, Madeline and Louis and punish them for killing Lestat which is funny because Lestat's not actually dead I know so are they not in and of themselves guilty of what they're blaming Claudia for yes oh yeah the whole, thing, the whole thing's dumb um, they put Louis in a metal coffin and bury him behind a brick wall very Edgar Allan Poe. Um, sentence, they sentence uh, Claudia and her new girl pal to death by sun exposure, which they also do a send up of that on We Are What We Do in the Shadows, which is funny. Mm-hmm. I remember, I must have watched this movie for the first time when I was really young, and that's like the scene that I like was like burnt in my brain. It just like terrified me. I just remember her in that like little dungeony well looking thing. I won't. If you will. <laughs> what? What you I won't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, that's the right word. It doesn't make you any less douchey for using it, but it's correct. Use. I'm sorry. Oubliette. Oh my. God. Like, a, like a, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was watching. Oh my god. Access only through a trapdoor in its ceiling. Oh my god. Hi. Guys, we're sorry. Yeah, because they put them in through the door. So actually, it's more of a well. So I was wrong. And I'm a douche for using the word oubliette. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about it the other day. Uh, I was watching the animated Adams Family 
What was it that we argued about? Trebuchet. trebuchet. I also <laughs> <laughs> you're like who just has the trebuchet i was like who the fuck uses trebuchet? <laughs> oh god um so claudia and madeline are killed by the sun um which is also the method of death for um victor's daughter in underworld they kill her with sun exposure as well you know i've never watched any of those really Oh, yeah. that's fair. I mean, they're kind of garbagey, but also the first one rules, like Underworld rules. Um, I don't know if any of the other ones are worth it, but the first one. I'll consider it. If for nothing else, for Michael Sheen, he's always it tickles me. He shows oh. up in those eventually, doesn't he? Yeah, no, he's in that one. And uh, the one, the, the woman is hot, too. I can't remember her name. Kate Beckinsale? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Keep back and seal with fangs. Like, don't. Yes. Understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I need to watch him. Um, Armand rescues Louis. Louis burns down the theater and kills all the vampires, except Deserve. for Armand. Deserve, totally. His little, Armand's little snack child drives the carriage to save, to save them. Love oh that my God, I forgot about his little snack child. Um, in the sure. books, in the books, Daniel eventually becomes Armand's little snack child. Like, he's Armand's little pet. He never turns him, but he just, like, feeds off of everyone's well. And I think he gives him, I guess he gives Daniel just like a little bit of his blood every once in a while, just like a little taste. Not enough to transform him, but just, it's really fucked up. <laughs> I'm interested in this. I really, I need to, I was talking about this this week in text messages with you guys, but I need to finish the book, The Vampire Armand. I've had it for like 20 years. And I've read the first half of it like four times because the first half is like super gay and really hot. And then after that gay stuff ends, I'm just like bored. <laughs> like by the time it gets to the, the theater of the vampires, I'm like, I don't care. But I should finish it. I'm sure it gets more into the whole Daniel thing. Have you read any of the Vampire Chronicles, Julie? No. I think the only Anne Rice book I've ever read is like her Ramsey's the second book. Really? Wow. Yeah, I actually really liked it though. I thought it was good. Huh. I was all about these books when I was younger. I was a little goth nerd. Um, let's see. Armand rescues Louis. Louis burns in the theater. Armand asks Louis to stay with him, but Louis is pissed that Armand didn't save Claudia, so he says no. Yeah. Listen, 1994 wasn't ready for Brad Pitt to kiss Antonio Banderas, and I hate that for me. (laughs) Um, Louis carries on alone and eventually winds up back in New Orleans in 1988, where he comes across a weak and isolated Lestat. Lestat asks Louis to stay with him, but Louis says no and leaves. He's all like decrepit and shit. Which is crazy, because if he's been alive this whole time, you'd think he would have had enough time to regain his strength by now. Yeah, Maybe he was sad. Mm. I don't know. That's not very Lestat. That's true, but like 
Uh, well, let's finish it, and then I'll ask about what doesn't click for me. Um, after recounting all of this to Daniel, Daniel asks him to turn him into a vampire, and Louis is pissed off because Daniel missed the whole point of the story, <laughs> which is, my life sucks, and being a vampire sucks, and Daniel's like, I don't care. Um, which, I mean, if you were Daniel and you were in front of Vampire Brad Pitt, I'd be like, bite me. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're so pretty. Um, uh, then Louis and Daniel part ways as Daniel drives across the Golden Gate Bridge. He is attacked by Lestat, who then offers to change him, but then credits. Um, and fun trivia fact, this is the first film production to be given permission to close down two lanes of traffic on the Golden Gate Bridge. Okay. Hmm. So, as you can tell, nothing happens in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like Louie, 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 always whining Louie. <laughs> Which is, the entire movie is Louie whining. That's, that's all it is. Um, there's so many I was like looking at the trivia facts on this movie and god there's a lot like we almost had a Johnny Depp as Lestat which Cruz does a really good job but I would have really liked to have seen that and it was before we knew he was awful so we could have enjoyed it he would have been back then oh my god in the 90s he was so god Mm -hmm. I'm so mad that the only time we've ever had vampire fucking Johnny Depp is in Dark Shadows. Oh, <laughs> he God. looks like a douchebag. What a waste! What a oh. waste. God. There are some men that are just so beautiful that they need to play a vampire at least once. Agreed. I really like the vampire effects in this movie, too. Like, just, the, like, the double fang, which I like a lot for some of them. Um, I have a long complicated relationship with vampire stories when the vampires are ugly. Uh, I'm looking at you, Buffy, the vampire slayer. (laughs) I honestly, I, they just weren't hot enough. And I was like, I can't watch this. I watched a lot more angel than I did Buffy. I'll be honest, but still my same complaint applies. Wow. (laughs) I listen. Even I haven't watched angel. Even angel Angel was too (laughs) dumb for me. It's garbage. Um, but again, I like, like Buffy, I gotta tell you. Huh? I like Buffy, but I don't like Angel. I no. like Buffy too, and I also hated Angel. No, they're too ugly. I don't want ugly vampires in my life. Yeah. At least they don't look like that so all I don't, the time. So I didn't like, um, oh god. From Dawn, from Dust Till Dawn, I think. Oh my I god, that, that movie is worth it for Salma Hayek alone. It is. It yeah. is. But oh, ugly vampires. Shit. Just can't. I don't like that. Oh my god. I'm thinking about Selma Hike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be a minute. <laughs> um, apparently, Brad Pitt was miserable while making this movie and was a whiny bitch the whole time. So, uh, so he's method acting. He's method, yeah. The whole time, method. I guess him and Tom Cruise like would fight because Brad Pitt wouldn't wear deodorant. <laughs> he was just like a, a stinky hippie boy, and Tom Cruise was like, "Um, ew, I have to like suck on your neck, and you smell." 
that is so random. <laughs> oh God. Um. See what other interesting facts. Oh, this is a depressing fact. Oh no. The film was the subject of controversy due to inspiring a real-life crime shortly after the film's theatrical release. On November 17, 1994, a man named Daniel Sterling and his girlfriend, Lisa Stellwagen, watched the film together. The next day, Sterling stabbed Stellwagen seven times in her chest and back and sucked the blood from her wounds. Fortunately, Stellwagen survived the multiple stab wounds and Sterling was arrested. He claimed in court that the film influenced his plan and the jury convicted him of attempted first-degree mur murder, among several other charges. Yikes. What a wackadoo. Yeah. yeah. Um, so did Louie find the Collins? <laughs> New headcanon! I don't even remember what ends up happening to Louis. He just kind of goes about his business being a whiny bitch some more. So, yeah, um, okay, so since we're talking about it, how does, like, how does this jive? It didn't... Is Queen of the Damned also part of this universe? Yeah, yes. I was just gonna ask that. Okay, so how, like, I can't reconcile, like, the Lestat storyline. Well, I... Since I never read this book, I can't say for sure, but I'm pretty sure the way this ends, that doesn't happen at all. Oh, in terms okay. of, like, Lestat attacking Daniel. Okay. Um, well, well, because, like, I know he'd been asleep for a long time when he woke up to, like, the rock and roll world. At least right. that's how Queen of the Damned starts. Right. Um, so, Queen of the Damned, the movie, is actually... Well, and we'll talk about this more in a couple weeks when we do it. But it's a combination of the book, The Vampire Lestat, and Queen of the Damned. Mm. Um, yeah, he just, like... I think after they try to kill him the second time, he just goes... He just sleeps. He just buries himself and, like, recovers and sleeps for a long time. He has, like, a little bit of an emo spell over the whole thing. And then he comes oh, back in the freeze. 80s and, yeah. Yeah. We're not gonna we'll talk about it more next weekend, but fucking I love Stuart Townsend, but his Lestat is not Lestat. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard since going from Tom Cruise to that is just a yeah. Yeah. he's still hot though. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm an Episcopalian. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. It's such trash. It's it's in the same league as like Les Miserables, where like it's a good movie without being a good adaptation. Yeah. Like it's a shitty adaptation, but it's a really good movie. Yeah. I don't know if I would call Les Miserables good, but okay. Well, if you, if we had never seen what what we had seen before, <laughs> if we had just gone into that movie, I'm sure we'd been like, oh, this is great. Oh, you know what? Maybe. Perhaps. I mean, because Heather doesn't even like musicals, and she liked Les Mis. I did. See? Oh, Heather. I even liked it enough to go see it with the be a chaperone for the French club, so there you go. Wow. That's, that's adorable. Oh, that's adorable. French I didn't club. know that. <laughs> we did, it was like one of the last fun things I did before the world went to shit. Oh, oh my god. 
like these books totally are why I was a total dweeb about French. Oh, that's like, fair. You're yeah. a nerd. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I, was I really say as if I don't still frequently yeah. practice French on Duolingo. <laughs> I talk to myself in French sometimes. I took four semesters of French in high school because of these fucking books. I remember, like, even being in class and, like, reading sentences out of these books and being like, Madame Roche, what does this mean? <laughs> and she should just tell me. <laughs> like, thanks. <laughs> I'm a dork. That's fair. I took, what, two years in high school and then, uh, like, two years in college. So... I was jealous if you take it in college. I didn't have the I didn't have time to take it. I was bad at it in college, but that's okay because um, I still have like the books and stuff. Not that I look at them because I just do French and Duolingo, but still, <laughs> I it was fun to watch though because I was like, "There's a lot of French in this movie." <laughs> um, <laughs> I know I've told you guys about how I've been watching Disney movies in French recently. Mm. So. What was the what's the last one you watched? Um, Beauty and the Beast, I do believe. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's appropriate. Mm-hmm. Now you need to watch um, Hunchback of Notre Dame. <gasps> we, I do. That's a great <laughs> idea. Yeah. So, um, I. Don't even know if I have any other like notes. Like, yeah, I felt right. like nothing happens. Nothing happens. <laughs> like the same people get killed over and over. The the same vampire just keeps whining and moping, and uh, that's a movie. But I I felt like I we couldn't do Queen of the Damned next without doing this first. It's um, it sure. just seemed. Yeah. Uh, friends. Would you take the chance if you could become a vampire? Would you do it? Oh, yeah. I asked Bruce this question when we were watching it, and he was also said, oh, yeah, and no, absolutely not. I wouldn't do it. Really? Well, you have, like, morals and stuff. <laughs> okay, listen. Okay. Like, it would be cool to, like, I don't know, the idea of it sounds cool for a minute and, like, romanticize, like, oh, I could just start over and have another career and just go to other countries. Like, that sounds cool. But then, like, it doesn't sound cool that I would outlive every single person I love and have to watch them die. Nope, I'm good. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Nope, don't want to see you two die. Sorry, I can die first. I just uh, always just- I assume you would turn us. Yeah. <laughs> like, anyone that I really, really cared about that I, like, couldn't deal losing, I would just turn. <laughs> All right, Bellas. <laughs> oh, I have morals. I'm not a 110-year-old virgin, but I have morals. <laughs> and- <laughs> Speaking of eggs, let's circle back. Okay. <laughs> I asked this question of in our group chat the other night. Why does Emmett in the first Twilight movie carry around a bag of eggs? 
I'm anybody. so upset that my first answer was an OVA position. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, God. I lost it. Um. <laughs> I don't even know where to go from there. <laughs> oh, my God. But if you guys were vampires, would you do? I would just do the whole read people's minds and eat evil people. I got a list of um, people you'd eat. Yeah, why not? Okay. You don't? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Feeling a little bit better about myself. <laughs> I have a list. Well, actually, you know, the the top of the people that I thought about on my list, I don't know if there's actually blood I'd want to drink. That's the thing. It's it's weird. That's it's so yeah. Because, like, the person I hate most in the world right now, I don't, I wouldn't want to drink them. I wouldn't want to touch them. Yeah, that's kind of where my thought went off. So maybe I don't have a list. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm really excited to talk about Queen of the Damned now. <laughs> we gotta hold on, hold on to that enthusiasm for a couple weeks. Um, did you guys ever read? Well, I know, Julie, you read um, Lost Souls by Poppy Z. Bright, right? Yeah, but it's been so long. I, I genuinely don't remember it. You need to give it a reread. It's one of those that I can read over and over again. You should reread it. But did you guys read any type of like vampire, supernatural, romance fiction when you were younger, pre-Twilight? Oh. Um, I mean, I read Vampire Fic. For what fandom? Oh, God. I probably, well, uh, Villa Vallo and Bam Margera, for one. Um, Definitely read some in, like, I read, now I feel like now I've read it everywhere. I've definitely read it in, like, hockey fandom and in um, Untamed. Like, now, but not when I was younger. I probably read some in, like, Gundam Wing and, like, Full Metal Alchemist. I'm sure that I did. Hmm. Interesting. I was obsessed with the Roswell series, so I was too busy being into aliens to be into vampires, I guess. <laughs> I love <laughs> that. I think I've always just been into fangs, because that yeah. will that'll tie back into Darkness from Legend. Yeah. I read yeah. a lot of... Um, Big Wolf on Campus fic. So there's Werewolf fic for you. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Can I tell you one. a thing? My, one of my friends who I consider kind of um, normal, um, not like a fandom person, you know what I mean? Like not someone who like, you know, it participates in the that like scene the way we do. Yeah. Um, has been reading a bunch of um, Ladybug and Cat Noir fic. Oh, yeah? Yeah, which I think is really cute. That's cute. She's like, she's like, I just can't function. She's like, all I do is read fan fiction. I do it at work. She's like, I can't. <laughs> I can't function right now. <laughs> she, I was like, that's adorable. <laughs> been there. <laughs> yeah, me too. 
Oh my god, totally unrelated, but I just like to switch tabs real quick. Mm-hmm. And Demi Lovato and her uh, fiance broke up. Oh no. Yeah. That sucks. Did that happen yesterday? I don't know. I just, I'm just oh, finding out about now. Twitter just told me. Yeah, well, somebody I know commented about, like, if people end their engagements, it's none of your business. And I was like, wait, but you're getting married in, like, six days, so is it you? But <laughs> it would make sense if she was talking about Demi Lovato. Yeah. Who was, Remember when we all went to see Demi Lovato? Yes. Yes. And, like, it was the second time I went, because I went... I went to see her in Michigan because when we went, it was like Fifth Harmony and Cher Lloyd. And I wanted to see Little Mix. So I like had to go twice. <laughs> so I went to see Little Mix. And I, like went, we went to Canada that day for French fries. And then like I went to Canada and got poutine because I could. And then I saw Demi Lovato and Little Mix. Guys, she's now talking about a story that doesn't involve us because it's the cooler story because they went to Canada. We didn't get to go to Canada. I would <laughs> love to go to Canada with you. I, I would love to go to Canada with Hillary because I in Windsor, I went to this really cool witchy shop and I just feel like that's a Ooh. Hillary thing and it would be really funny if we just jumped the border to go to a witch store. That would be cool. Too bad. I don't, even have, you. A, I don't even have a passport. <laughs> okay, well, you should work on that and then one day when we're no longer diseased people we can like take the train to montreal and go like fuck around old montreal you have time hillary because no none of the other countries want to see us anyways yeah (laughs) i know it'll be a hot minute okay but like that would be really fun yeah and we could eat poutine and bagels well i can't eat poutine but you can go nuts um i'm sure we can find some vegetarian poutine like relax i got this you can get whatever you want. <laughs> we can try to speak French French in Canadian France land. Oh. You're going to have to help me because I took Spanish. So. <laughs> uh, Heather. I got, I got you, fam. <laughs> well, this veered wildly off topic, but what can you do? Movie's boring. Um. I still like it though. I still bust it out every time. year or so. Huh? I said I can find a way to whine some more so it'll be like on topic. <laughs> Which I hear somebody crying. One of my kitties is crying somewhere. My cat's asleep on the floor. Donnie finally left me alone a minute ago. She was on my laying on my hip making me scratch her butt for the longest time and she just now got down. My little baby. Well, do you guys have anything you want to plug? No, I'm thinking. We're, I just thought about my other po- my actual podcast this morning, and it's like been so long since we've podcasted. Now we're just going to wait till the end of the Stanley Cup final. Fair enough. Do you want to plug that for when it comes back? Um, sure. Uh, if you're so inclined and you like sports, which I'm sure that the section, the cross section between Hillary's fan base and my fan base is me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But I do do a hockey podcast called Stick to Tape. Um, We are currently kind of on a hiatus because of the whole bubble thing, but eventually we'll get back to it. So you can check us out. You can find us wherever uh, podcasts are found. 
cool. I guess the only thing I really want to plug is um, register to vote. Yes. Or check your registration. Or check your registration. Because, holy shit, I don't think I have to explain why. <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you can follow this podcast on social media. I need, it's crazy. I get, I've been getting a lot more downloads lately, but not very many new follows on my social media. And you should, because it's fun. Um, <laughs> you can find the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at weirdos underscore pod. We also have a Tumblr account at weirdospod.tumblr.com. Feel free to shoot us an email at wearetheweirdospodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to support the podcast with a donation, please head over to the anchor.fm page linked in the episode description. Um, your donations help pay for movie tickets, movie rentals, travel, equipment, etc. Um, you can sign up for a monthly patronage or a one-time donation. Um, if you can't donate, you can still help the podcast by sharing sharing the show with your friends and followers. Every share helps tremendously. So thank you all again for listening. Thank you to Julie and Heather for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And until next time, we are the weirdos, mister. Thank you.